Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today I want to look at one of the most wonderful stories in the Bible, the story of Mephibosheth. It gives us a wonderful picture of God's grace uh, through Jesus Christ. It's a picture of what covenant is all about, covenant love. And the essence of a covenant, uh, especially our covenant with God, is a word in the Hebrew which is called chesed. And, and it's roughly translated love, covenant love. And this is the heart of what the covenant is. The covenant is something that binds two parties together into a state of committed love and faithfulness to each other. And it's that l- covenant love which is chasid. It's translated often as kindness, mercy, steadfast love, unfailing love, loyalty. Um, and often it's translated mercy. Um, and and on grace, and and the reason is that when God makes a covenant with man, it because of the nature of the covenant, it, it's that um, it, that it's that we are so dependent on God, that it's ruled, that love is ruled by mercy and grace. Mercy is really God not giving us what we deserve, and grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. And so in his covenant love to us is, is often manifested as mercy and grace. But the word really is, 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 is the devotion. I think the best translation is devotion, that the two people in covenant are devoted to one another, to keeping that covenant. And that's the mutual responsibility that they have toward each other, to carry out the covenant promises and blessings. And so... It's all about the, the Hasid love is what caused them to make the covenant in the first place. And, and one of the best examples is, is the marriage covenant. It's because two people love one another that they make a covenant so that their love might flourish and be made permanent and protected. And then the Hasid is the love within the covenant that they show to one another. And so there's a big difference between a contract and a covenant. In both cases, an exchange is made. In a contract, it's an exchange of goods and services for money. You know, I'll put in 40 hours of work, you give me so much money. Um, That's a contract. But with a covenant, you are not exchanging things or time. In a covenant, you don't give goods or anything else. You actually give yourself. That's the difference. You give yourself to the other person. And this self-giving is what we mean by love. And the giving of one's whole person is what covenant is about. So this Hasid is, a, is the devotion of that covenant. So I want us to talk about God's Hasid love for us and the, and the covenant and that caused him to make a covenant for us and that he is now committed to us in that covenant. One of the greatest pictures of this and the graciousness of that covenant is the story of Mephibosheth in the book of Samuel. And in this story, we're going to build up a picture. And it starts with Saul, King Saul. And this is the fallen king. And he's a picture of Adam. Adam was created to, have, to be the king of the earth, to be, have dominion. And all, uh, and all mankind in Adam is pictured by the family of Saul. And uh, Saul was given authority by God, like Adam, but he rebelled against God, and God rejected him as king. And so this is a picture of Adam who rebelled against God, and now his kingdom's in darkness. 
And uh, in his place, God chose David to be the king. And um, Samuel actually announced to Saul that God's going to raise up a, a better man to be king. And in the same way, God, Adam failed. And uh, in his place, um, the greater than David. Um, God is going to be king. In this story, actually, David is, is pictured by, is a picture of God. Saul, because he rebelled, he came under the power of, a, of an evil spirit and tried to kill David. And it became his mission to kill David because David was a threat to his throne. And in the same way, mankind in Adam came under the power of Satan and Satan's lies against God. And, and now, like Saul, mankind has been trying to establish his own throne in independence from God. So in this story, David represents God. He's the one who's the true king over mankind. And, um, but the focus of the story is also on Saul's son called Jonathan. Now, all of Saul's family was, was hated David. And generally, the family of Adam hates God, as, as believed Satan's lies against God. But there was one man that was different, and his name was Jonathan. He had a good spirit, and he was the crown prince. He was the heir to the throne. And Jonathan is a picture of Jesus. He's one of the perfect men in the Bible, as it were, that nothing Bible has nothing bad to say, say about. And Jonathan was descended... Uh, just like Jonathan was descended from Saul, so Jesus was descended from Adam. He's, he is the second Adam. And although he was born as a man, he had a completely different spirit. He was sinless. Uh, we're talking about Jesus here. So although he was in the family of Saul, he wasn't of Saul. This Jonathan, as I say, is a picture of Jesus. And amazingly, although he would be in line for the throne. He was willing to surrender his throne to David. Jonathan was willing, he knew that David was the anointed king. He was willing to surrender his throne to David. And in the same way, Jesus, although he was a man, he actually wasn't like Adam. He was a man who was willing to surrender his authority under God's authority. And the story really begins with David and Jonathan making a covenant with each other. They, they loved one another uh, tremendously. And as an expression of their love, David and Jonathan made a covenant. Um, I think after killing Goliath, David came to court and Jonathan recognized a kindred spirit and they developed a tremendous friendship. Let's read that in 1 Samuel 18. Now after he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house any more. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant. They cut a covenant because he loved, they loved each other in that way. And so this covenant love made that permanent relationship. 
And it says, Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. And this is one of the things they did. When they made a covenant, they would have made a cut in the flesh. Blood would have flowed. flowed. It was a blood covenant. And, and they, would, they both would have a scar, possibly in their hands, that would show that they were in blood covenant with each other. And then they would give each other gifts. And by giving each other's clothes or, or armor, what they're saying is, I will clothe you. I will provide for you. I will fight for you. I will protect you. They made this commitment to one another. And another interesting thing about a covenant that's central to this story is that when Jonathan made this covenant, he was the representative man of that covenant. And they represented their offspring. So in other words, any children that were in Jonathan were there in the covenant and any children of David were represented by David. So when the two heads of the families made covenant, their whole family was included in that covenant. And we're going to see that's very important because Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan. And although he hadn't been born yet, Mephibosheth was in Jonathan when they made covenant. And Mephibosheth comes into the good of that covenant. That's going to be very important. 1 Samuel 20, they reaffirm this covenant. At this time now, Saul is trying to kill David. And Jonathan has a choice. He, he could have David killed, and, and then he would guarantee becoming king. But Jonathan knew that David was the true king. And so Jonathan used his strength to, to help save David's life and, and escape from Saul. And then they, the, Jonathan asked David also to keep the covenant, because he knew that when David came to power, he would need David to show covenant kindness to him and his children. And notice what he says in Samuel 20, you shall not only show me the kindness of the Lord while I live, that word kindness is hasid, that I may not die, but you shall not cut off your kindness from my house forever, no, not when the Lord has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. In other words, he's saying, when you come to power, David, I want you to show covenant love, not just to me, but to my children. And that's why Jonathan realized that was important. And so it says, Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, let the Lord require it at the hand of David's enemies. When they made covenant, they would swear an oath and they would bring God into the middle of the covenant. So when you break covenant, you're actually not just sinning against the other person, you're sinning against God. That's the, the oath brings God into the middle of it. They swore. Um, they brought God into it. And again, it says, Jonathan caused David to vow. That make, means make a covenant oath before God because he loved him as his own soul. And so it's uh, another, it's interesting in verse 42, it's, he says, may the Lord be between you and me between and between your descendants and my descendants forever. So in the covenant, when you make a covenant, now God is in the middle of your relationship. The Lord, the Holy Spirit is between them. And notice, their descendants are part of this covenant too. And so it's very serious to break a covenant because you're actually breaking the covenant with God as well. So they are now obliged to show covenant love for each other. And um, it's interesting, there's a parallel here, you see, because the father and the, David and Jonathan are a picture of the father and the son. 
They love one another perfectly. And actually, in a way, they didn't need a covenant to uphold their love. But they made a perfect covenant with each other, the Father and the Son. And that's what we call the New Covenant. They did it for the sake of their children, as we're going to explain. Because we, as their children, come into the good of that covenant. Because it was made between the Father and Son, it's a perfect covenant. And the whole purpose of the covenant is to make us secure in the covenant love. Well, Jonathan, um, he swore allegiance to David. He said, I recognize that you are the king. Uh, and therefore, Jonathan accepted that he died to the right to be king himself. And he surrendered that to David. And in the same way, different to Saul, who wanted to reign himself, the first Adam wanted to be king. And, but the second Adam, Jesus, came along, the greater than Jonathan, and he was different. He said, as, the, as our representative, no, God is king. And I, I, give, I surrender the throne, the right to rule, to God. And as our representative, he took that position. And each one of us has a choice, actually. Are we going to be represented by the first Adam in his rebellion against God? Or are we going to be represented by Jesus, who, who stands for letting God be king? And we see that in Samuel 23. It says, he says, you will be king over Israel, and I will be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. And so the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. By the way, Jonathan will rule under David in the millennium. And so he lays down his right to be king. He acknowledges David as king. On behalf of all his children, he laid down his throne rights and proclaimed David king. And if any of his children wanted to enter into that, all they had to do is agree and say, yes, amen. And then they would come under that covenant. And in the same way, Jesus, our covenant representative, our head, our Lord, he declared God to be king and submitted himself to God. And when we accept Jesus as our representative and, and submit to God, we come under that covenant. We are in Christ. Praise God. Uh, and then, of course, David and Jonathan, they, they had their scars, as I said, to show their, their thing. Now the story comes in now that Jonathan had a child called Mephibosheth, which means destroying shame. And Mephibosheth is a picture of us because Mephibosheth in Jonathan is a picture of us in Christ. Basically, Jonathan and Saul were killed in, the, in a battle with the Philistines and soon afterwards uh, it looked like David wasn't going to be totally successful and become king of Israel. And in the panic, it says that uh, Jonathan's son Mephibosheth was, was crippled in his feet. He was five years old, it says, when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse took him up and fled, but as she made haste to flee, he fell and became lame. His name is Mephibosheth. So in the fleeing, he becomes crippled. Why? Because they thought that David, they had believed all the bad new lies about David, and they believed David was going to kill them. And so they fled in the panic and he become crippled. And Mephibosheth here is a picture of fallen mankind, that we believed Satan's lies about God. 
and we and and we run away from God and we were we are crippled morally we are unable to stand on our own two feet we have no righteousness and he grows up in a place called Lodabar um, which means no pasture and we were in the wilderness hiding away from God believing all the bad press about God and then finally David comes to the throne and he remembers the covenant he made with Jonathan says in 2 Samuel 9, Now David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul? And they would have thought, Oh yes, he, he just wants to kill them off. <coughs> but he says, no, That I may show him kindness. That's Hasid. In other words, I made a covenant with Jonathan and his children and to show them kindness. I need to know if there's anyone that I'm obligated by covenant to show the kindness for, for Jonathan's sake. And you know, when God shows us kindness and covenant love, it's not because we're so great, but it's for Jesus' sake. It's because God made a covenant with Jesus before we were even born. And now we come into the good of that covenant. If we accept that covenant for ourselves, if we say, yes, Jesus is my Lord, we come into the good of that covenant. Just like Mef that cripple, we were crippled like Mephibosheth. We had no right, but we, uh, no righteousness of our own, but that we uh, can come under the grace of that covenant. And so he was saying, I made a covenant with Jonathan. If there's anyone in Jonathan, I want to show them covenant kindness for Jonathan's sake. And then the servant called Ziba said, yes, there is. Um, he said, there is a son of Jonathan, lame in his feet. Where is he? And Ziba said, he's in the house of Machir, which means salesman. He's a, the devil sold us a bill of goods. And he says, live, and he lives in Lodabar, no pasture. And so David sent for Mephibosheth and brought him out of the house from Lodabar. You can imagine what was happening in Mephibosheth's mind as David's troops come to his house. He's thinking, there I am. He's found me at last. I'm a dead dog. He, he's going to kill me. David's a terrible person. He's full of anger. Everything Saul said about him is right. He's, he's, he, you know, all the bad things that have happened in my life, it's, it's David's fault. And then people in the same way, they blame God. They blame the mess they're in because of God. Actually, it wasn't David's fault. It was Saul's fault that they were in such a mess. And in the same way, it's not God's fault. It, is, it, is, it was Adam's fault that, that, that the curse has come into the world. But actually, David wanted to show Mephibosheth love, covenant love. And in the same way, God wants to show the sinner love. He wants to save him. But because the sinner's grown up in darkness, he doesn't have a clue about how much God loves him. And in the same way, Mephibosheth had no idea why, why these people were some come to bring him into David's presence. But actually, Mephibosheth's about to hear some great news. He's about to hear the gospel. And so it says, he sent for Mephibosheth, he brought him out of the house from Lodabar. And this is a picture of God. We can't save ourselves, but God, by the Holy Spirit, drew us into his presence to hear the gospel. It's all his grace. And when Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, the son of Jonathan, had come to David, he fell on his face and he prostrated himself. And he's thinking, it's, it's up for me now. 
But then David said something wonderful. He said, Mephibosheth. He said his name. And the Lord, he's reaching out to him to form a personal relationship with him. God calls us by our name because he loves us. And immediately Mephibosheth understood that David was reaching out in grace. And he says, here is your servant. And here he is. He is now submitted to David. He is submitted now to his authority. He receives David. And that means now he comes into the good of the covenant. And next David says, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness, Hasid, for Jonathan your father's sake. In other words, I made a covenant with Jonathan. And if you are in Jonathan and you accept Jonathan as your head, then all my covenant love that is for Jonathan is just as much for you too, because you're in Jonathan. And he says, I'm going to restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you will eat at my table continually. That's the gospel. He, he wasn't treated like this because he was a good guy or he had a track, good track record with David. He was blessed with this covenant love simply because he was in Jonathan. He was accepted in Jonathan on the basis of a covenant that was made before he was even born because his father Jonathan had a covenant relationship with David and so in the same we were accepted in Christ it on the basis of a covenant that was made before we were born 2000 years before we were born God the Father made a covenant with his son Jesus Christ and all who are in him come into the good of that covenant and when the good news of that covenant was announced to us and we said yes I accept and I submit that to Jesus as my Lord then all the covenant love the Hasid is ours through Jesus praise God we're like Mephibosheth we're crippled we didn't deserve it but we come into the good of it because Jesus made that covenant with God on the cross and notice it says he has the covenant kindness and all that was lost by Saul will be restored. So all the estates, he became the second richest person in Israel after King David himself. And everything that Adam lost in the fall is now restored to us. The health, the blessing and everything is now restored to us. And he says, you will eat at my table continually. The greatest blessing of the covenant is that his relationship with, with David is restored. He can sit at the king's table. He is now made, as it were, like one of the royal princes. And now he has this wonderful close fellowship with David. And the greatest blessing of the new covenant is that we are restored from being a crippled beggar. We are now a royal prince and we sit at the table of the Lord and we have close fellowship with him forever. Praise God. And so that's the greatest blessing is that new relationship we have with God. And when David declared the good news, David would have shown his scar. Mephibosheth would have remembered the scar that his father Jonathan had and he would have realized, yes, I stand in David's presence because of a covenant that is made. And you stand in the presence of God, not because of your own righteousness. You are actually, Mephibosheth stayed a cripple. He couldn't stand on his own two feet. And Mephibosheth didn't get into David's presence by his own legs, by his own walk. And he didn't stay in the David's palace by his own legs. He was a cripple. But he stood and he abided in David's presence and the, all the blessings.
simply because of that covenant. And you stand in the presence of God and you will have eternal life in the presence of God. Not because of your own works, but simply because you had the sense to accept the covenant that was made for you between the Father and Son before the foundation of the world. It's all grace. It's freely given to you grace through you being in Jesus. And you just had to submit and say, yes, I accept the covenant for myself. And I renounce my, my rights to the throne to rule my own life. I accept David. I accept the greater than David, God, as the king over my life. And I come into that same relationship with God that Jesus has. Wow. And so this, as soon as Mephibosheth was confronted with this, he had to make a decision. Would he say, no, I don't want any part of that. I want nothing to do with you, David. You can agree with Adam and say, no, I want to be my own king. Or you can accept the covenant and you can accept Jesus as your Lord. And you can ex come into the good of that covenant. And everything that was lost will be restored to you. And you will have fellowship with God forever and ever. And all you have to do is renounce your right to be the king of your own life. And accept God as your king. Well, Mephibosheth made the right decision. He was overwhelmed by the grace of God. He said, I was all David's enemy. How could he love me so much? Who am I? And he even said, he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look on the dead dogger's eye? And he was overwhelmed by the grace and the mercy of God. And you know, the love of God so won his heart over that he was loyal to David for the rest of his life. And you can see that as the story develops, totally loyal to David. And when we see the grace of God for us, it so overwhelms and it wins our heart that now we give our loyalty and our love to God for the rest of our life. Even though we are still crippled, we cannot stand in our own righteousness. We are continually dependent on God. And yet we sit at his table at a, as a royal prince. Our sins are covered under the blood of Jesus and all the blessings of God are restored to us and we have we dwell in the presence of God forever all because of a covenant that was made before we were born so we, there's nothing we could have done to deserve it all we could do is accept it as a free gift of God's grace thank God for Jesus the greater than Jonathan who made a covenant with the greater than David for us because he loved us. I want to encourage you to get two of my CD series, which are my favorites really, that build a strong foundation for your faith through understanding our covenant with God, the blood covenant and also the covenant names of God. If you have this in your heart, you will have such confidence in your covenant with God. Each series has eight CDs in and uh, it will strengthen your life greatly. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk.
or by calling 01865 515 086.